Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. I've got a great subject for you this week. Um, but then, you know, I'm a little biased. I think we have a great fucking subject every week. I think everything that we talk about on 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 the nation, you guys, whether you can see its use right away or not, not only does it apply to you, but it's useful to you. So as you make your way through life, you know, don't forget, look back through maybe episodes you missed or episodes you think didn't apply to you and give it a good think, right? Like really start to apply the principles that I'm giving you here. The principles that I'm setting forth, they cover every spectrum of what it is to be a human being, the entire gamut of what it is to be a human being. Now, I'm getting a little bit more active in in the old TikTok, right? And yeah, I'm showing my age by calling it the old TikTok. And it's a funny medium for me. You know, it's kind of new for me. My social media people suggest that it would be a good thing for me to get into. So there's videos going up there all the time. And one of the things that I like about the videos is sometimes, you know, people will agree with it. Some people will disagree with it. Some people will be really vocal about it. Some people, you know, just, you know, press a little like or whatever. But you get a good sense of where people are at with what I'm saying. And one of the things that I know for sure, right? I mean, my experience in this field is not an insignificant one. And I'm not, you know, blowing my own trumpet here or something. Because sometimes when you talk to people about what it is to be a human being, you invariably get back to things like traumas and pains. You always get to that conversation. And in fact, to truly free yourself up as a human being those items have to be addressed, okay? You can't just ignore them. What I'm out to do here at The Nation is to really give you a lot of pathways for that, right? But you're you're obviously free to pursue your own pathways and, and discover things that work for you. But, you know, I recently got a communication from someone who they were reading stuff, doing that shit. And I'm not going to quote the person's name because I can't fucking remember it. But anyway, um, but they said, you know, I really got, like, I, I got it for myself that who I am is a conversation. And and it's fucking radical when you start to examine humanity through that lens, right? You start to really see the whole field of your life, right? Like, the life that you have and the life that you're creating as you're moving forward. 
And so the interesting thing is that some people look at certain things like that, like, you know, I said, consider that who you are as a conversation. And people might just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I understand that. Understanding something is not the same as when you're truly gotten by something. So I might understand the concept of something like love, but that in no way exposes me to the full magnificence of the phenomenon. Right. I mean, I, I can get it, like, you know, what it looks like when somebody loves another person and so on. But, I, but that doesn't mean I'm gotten by love. In the same way, I might understand grief or I might understand trauma. Or I might understand like when you're gotten by the, that, those phenomenon, you know, like it takes you over. You're gripped by it. And, and, and you're actually now in the presence of being used by it, like you're being used by this phenomenon. Not used like some in a diminutive sense, right? Not a diminishing sense, but used by it like like you're engorged by it. So, um, so a lot of the things that I that I speak about and that I talk about, there's a lot more to get from it than just the thing I'm saying. You have to kind of dive into it, and I can't dive into that shit for you. You have to dive into that yourself. You hear me talk a lot about things like responsibility and integrity. And immediately people associate those words with everything they already know about those two words. And therefore, everything that I'm getting talked about gets, gets shoeboxed, right? It gets packed away. It doesn't actually get investigated. And a big part of being a member of the nation is you must investigate. You have to do the unpacking. I can't do that for you. If I was in some fucking workshop or something and I had a couple of hundred of you, yeah, we could unpack all that together and it'd be fine, but I'm not. I'm speaking into the great void here, right? I'm speaking into the fucking universe and you're sitting there receiving this and you've got to work your way through it. And I know that some of you, you ask me questions, you'll send me emails and ask me, can I unpack things a little more on the podcast, which I endeavor to do as best I can. But it's up to you to break through your already existing, and I'm not kidding, your already existing beliefs. That is the things that you've come to believe to be true about yourself, about how things work, how you work, how the world works. You got to be willing to question it, right? Now, please save me from that this turns you into some kind of fucking radical free thinker. There are no fucking radical free thinkers, okay? And I know some of you are already like, no, 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 please. No, you, you're constrained, like all of us. You're constrained by the paradigm of thought that you already exist. And every time somebody comes along who maybe speaks beyond or outside of that paradigm, it seems like they are the masters of fucking free thinking, and they're not either. They're bringing along their paradigm, and you're getting to kind of look at life from that perspective and, you know, very often you will discover new things. But as I've said a thousand times on here, maybe not a thousand, maybe 10, but I don't do psychology. I'm not taking a psychological approach. So if you're coming along to the nation and you're listening from a distinction or the distinctions of psychology, you're going to hear a lot of things that conflict with that. It's the same if you're coming along here, listening from the distinctions of faith or religion or spirituality or whatever. You're going to hear what you hear that's going to conflict with those already existing distinctions. So you have to be willing to set some of that aside 
to investigate what I'm saying from the perspective of your life to discover new things about it. That's why I always find it curious when people say, yeah, I really like that Gary John Bishop guy. I don't agree with everything he says. Well, of course. Of course. That's the fucking point. You're supposed to challenge what you believe. Not pick up little tidbits that fit in with an already existing paradigm of thinking that doesn't work in your life. And sometimes that includes, by the way, challenging some of your sacred cows. Some of the things that for you are the truth. And that's that's the kind of weird thing about healing when it comes to personal development, right? Because there's a lot to personal development. It's not all fucking healing. There's a lot to it. But healing is an important part of it. And people really believe that when you're healing, you need to stop the bus and stop living. That's not fucking true. That's quite frankly bullshit. Oh no, I'm healing right now. So all that stuff you're saying doesn't apply to me. No, it fucking does. Like you can confront yourself while healing. And, and I did a podcast about this a while back. I think the other the whole idea of healing, people think it's a fucking spa. Like you're laying around and you're getting fucking whooped up by the essential oils. No, healing is invasive. Like it interrupts. Healing is often, and I'm not kidding, more painful than the fucking shit you went through. You get that? Like you really got to listen to this. Healing is often, not sometimes, often more fucking painful than the shit you went through. Because at some point in that journey, when you look back the way and you say, well, this person did this to me or this situation happened and that happened to me and that was unfair and that wasn't right and that, 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 and that's all, and that's all fucking great. But you know what? See, every day after that event, there's all the shit you've been doing with that. And see that stuff? That's the stuff that's the hardest to deal with. And I know some of you are like, no fucking way. Look, as you may or may not know, I did these, you know, pretty fucking intensive and invasive workshops for many years in my fucking life. And people brought like the dregs of their lives to those workshops. We went deep into the darkness. You know, I've, I've literally worked with people through the impact of witnessing a fucking genocide. All right. So I don't, when somebody comes to me and says, you know, I was beaten by my, my parents or, you know, I was abandoned or I was sexually assaulted or whatever it might be. And those are bad fucking things to happen to a human being, right? Those are, those are significant, painful, hurtful things for a human being to have to go through. And I'm not saying you should compare your pain to somebody else's. Here's what I want you to know. People can deal with all kinds of traumas from their past and successfully transform their relationship to those traumas in such a way that their impact on them either diminish radically or disappear altogether, okay? And I want you to know that exists for you as a fucking possibility. Like, that's not some, you know, pie-in-the-sky fucking bullshit. That work can be done, and there's lots of different ways to do it, right? And, and again, you know, I tend to interrupt the whole pattern of it takes a long fucking time. No, somebody told me this a long time ago, and I really believe this to be true. Transformation takes a moment. It's a moment. It's a switch from one way of looking at things to another way of looking at things. 
such that when you look at it in that new way, there's no unseeing what you've just seen. You can't go back. Your brain is literally fucking rewiring itself. And I'm living testimony of it. Of it. I've coached people through it in such a way that they're living testimony of, of what I'm saying. And millions of people across the world have done this kind of work on themselves. Fucking millions upon millions upon millions. It's not, I'm not coming up with some fucking radical new theory here, right? But I need you to know whether you see it or whether you don't see it doesn't mean it's not possible. Like, like the future you is possible. It exists in a spectrum of possibility. It exists as a potential. Your job is to, first of all, look at whatever that future you is and then reach back to where you're at right now and say, what's in the way for me right now? What is it I'm going to have to deal with, handle, be responsible for, start to get my arms around, start to unpack, whatever it might be? What? What's the first thing that comes to mind? That's the first job that you have to have. What's in the way? And as you start dealing with what's in the way, there's less and less and less in the way, and you'll notice your pathway to this you is ever-expanding and ever-enlivening. Now, a foundational part of, of all of this shit is, is a condition of no judgment. So whenever you guys send me a question, okay, or some conundrum from someone's life, there is no judgment from me. I don't judge you as a human being. Who the fuck am I to judge you? I, haven't, I, I didn't have your logic. Right? I have my logic. The actions, the things you've done in your life are, are, are completely consistent with your logic. Now again, a big part of healing is starting to understand your logic. And I think that's where people go off. They're so busy trying to get their fucking head around everybody else's. The people who pained them, the people who injured them or damaged them or whatever. It's your job to get your head around your logic, where you are, what you're doing. And that requires you to not be judgmental of yourself. Like rather than like going down that pathway of shame or guilt. Yeah, but Gary, it's not easy. Please stop. Stop with that shit. You really have to get it through to yourself, right? You may have to, you may have to give up judging yourself fucking 50 times in a single five-minute period of unpacking your own shit. But you let go of the judgment, judging yourself as good or bad or indifferent or whatever. But that brings up a big fucking problem for people. And I'm going to tell you the big fucking problem. If you're going to relate to yourself like no judgment, how the fuck are you going to reconcile that with the people from your past? How are you going to reconcile them? It's a bit of a doozy, right? I mean, there you are. Grant yourself the grace of no judgment, but let me fucking lay it down on you. Because when you set aside your judgment, what you're left with is what people did and didn't do. What you're left with is what worked and what didn't work. And that's it. And in your life and in your past, there are, there are things that people did. There are things they, that they didn't do. That maybe you felt as if they should have done. There are things that worked that they did 
and didn't do. And there are things that didn't work that they did and didn't do, all of which has an impact. That's right. So the reality here is to begin unpacking your own shit, to begin dealing with your own shit, you'd have to really embrace that other people are dealing with theirs and that that had an impact on you. But here's the kicker. Right now, you're having an impact on people as you quote-unquote heal. You're having an impact on the people around you right fucking now. Can you bring it in-house? Bring what in-house? How the impact plays out. Can you be responsible for how it's playing out? Can you own how this shit plays out in your life? And if you're not ready to own it yet, then it owns you. You'll be living that life. Of all the work that I've ever done, I think the greatest thing that I got was choice. I don't always feel like I have choice in the moment. And everything that I'm saying here is full in the knowledge. Like I am astutely aware of the pain, hurt, anguish, harshness, the kind of like degrading shit that one human being can do to another human being. I mean, you know, in my career, right, which is, you know, 15 years long now, the things that I've heard that one human being inflicted upon another would curl your fucking toes. The thing that you think humanity gets up to with each other, the stuff that you think happens, is way fucking worse. The things that you think happen to children or defenseless folks, and I'm not talking about in some far-flung fucking land, I'm talking about your neighborhood, would curl your fucking toes. It would freak you the fuck out. I mean, I, I, this is the last time I looked, but I believe it was something like one in three women have been exposed to some sort of sexual assault in their life. One in three. Could be fucking more. Because, you know, not everybody's fucking declaring that shit, are they? Men, something like one in four men. And the numbers could have changed somewhat since I looked last, so it might have been 10 years ago I looked. It could be a lot worse. Hopefully it's fucking better. But you start to get a sense of the magnitude of the stuff that I'm talking about. But that also includes people in your family, your neighborhood. And sometimes, by the way, it's the people you least expect, people who have suppressed it, tried to crush it. Whatever you suppress about your past, by the way, manifests in other ways. Could be your well-being. Lots of your self-sabotaging behaviors. It comes up. I've used the, the comparison before. It's like trying to hold a fucking beach ball underwater. You can't. So typically I deal with, you know, a question from a nation. This week I'm doing something different. Taking another deeper dive into this after the break. So hang in there. We'll be back in a couple. Thank you. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, all right. Welcome back to the second part of the show. We're taking this kind of deeper dive here into the whole world of what it is to one to develop oneself, right? That would be the first part of this. But but it also includes some of the discomfort of that. If you're not ready for any of this discomfort, then you've you've really got to have a rethink about, you know, your willingness to proceed in your life the way you are, or your willingness to keep things just going the way they're going. That's why I talk about this. I don't I don't say what I say, you guys used to fucking you know, inflame situations or be controversial or, you know, I'm here to deliver you with some relationship to this thing called the truth. And one of the first things that people do when they hear the truth is they complain about the way in which it was delivered. Like there's an easy way to say some of the fucking shit that I have to say to you guys. There's not an easy way to say this. And in fact, you could even make a case for that if I tried to dress it up some other way, you wouldn't get it. It wouldn't penetrate. It wouldn't, it wouldn't make the difference that it's supposed to make. It, it reminds me of like a number of years ago in my development as a leader in this field. One of the things that I really had to confront was my unwillingness to hurt people's feelings. Now, on one hand, you may say, well, that's a good thing. You know, you don't want to hurt fucking people's feelings. And there is an, there's an aspect to that, right? Of course. I don't want to be going around just fucking hurting people or damaging people or saying shit that just, you know, takes people to a really negative space or something. But then what really struck me was, and I remember getting coached about this at the time, was like, if you can't generate yourself to be someone that is willing to invade the kind of lukewarm water of someone's existence such that that person can wake up to a whole new sense of self, then maybe it's not for you. And so I really understood, like, I would have to reinvent myself. I couldn't be me, or certainly the me that I had turned out as. I couldn't be that man and make the difference that I said I was out to make. So I had to transform that aspect of myself. And it was gut-wrenching. It was awful. It was confronting. I fucking sent my anxiety levels through the roof for fear of how people might be or how they might react. But I got that I would have to stand there in the face of that and stand for something greater. For them for their families, for the people that they lived with, I would have to make that difference. So that all, this all just kind of loops back to the initial point that I was making. 
that sometimes the truth is bad news. So, so what does all of this mean for you, though? Well, sometimes you need to be willing to tell yourself the truth, the painful truth. Sometimes you need to be willing to stare at that. Sometimes you need to realize that there are things that you've come to believe, there's things that you've come to understand, there's a logic that you've ended up with that might not be serving you, and that all that work you're doing doesn't interrupt that logic doesn't interrupt what you've come to believe. What you end up doing is just cherry-picking, trying to find information that fits the narrative, just so that you don't have to deal with the discomfort of having lived the life of that narrative, realizing that, and seeing the damage that maybe you've done. And I know, you know, look, again, it's not... I'm delivering you the truth here. Sometimes it sounds cold. Well, the truth has no emotion. The truth isn't warm. The truth isn't it's cold. It's not anything. It just seems cold compared to the fucking slurry of bullshit that we fucking swim in every other day because it cuts through. It has no opinion. It just sits there staring at you and demanding your attention. So everything that I endeavor to give you here is to empower you. But empowering you doesn't always equal making you fucking feel good. In all the greatest transformations of my life, I initially felt like shit. Felt like crap, and then I had to go through it and work my way through it. And then there was life on the other side of it. Then there was compassion and understanding and freedom. And all of that's available to you too. You can have all of that too. But don't fucking shortchange yourself. Don't shortchange yourself for the comfortable version. Be willing to stare some of this shit down. Be willing to challenge what you've come to believe to be true. Yeah, open yourself up to challenging that. Sometimes it's the stuff that was most sacred to you. Was actually the stuff that was weighing you down. Remember, you're internal. You're living life from an internalized perspective. That's what you need to challenge, my friends. That's where the juice is. All right, that's going to be enough for this week. I've really enjoyed making this fucking podcast this week. It's been great for me to share with you the whole point of everything that I'm doing here so that you get some context for yourself. But if you want to participate in a future show, connect at garyjohnbishop.com or leave me a voicemail or text me on 646-450-3203. We've finally been able to get the uh, Unfuck store sorted out. We're having some real issues with that in the last couple of months, you guys. And if you've been impacted by that, you'll be hearing from me very soon. So sit tight. The store's back up and running and, you know, this long-awaited new stuff should be arriving pretty soon. But uh, until next week... See you on the flip side.
it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 